Day one at the NFL Scouting Combine. What is the scuttlebutt rumors flying before the players start working out in shorts? What are we hearing? Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Matt Williamson is live from Indianapolis at the Scouting Combine. He just got done doing some radio. Day one in Indy for Matt. I am at my home base as usual in California. I am not in Indianapolis at the Combine. I'm not at St. Elmo's having steak dinners. I'm not eating shrimp (laughs) cocktails and living it up big time in me this week. How's it going there in Indy, Matt? It's going great. Um, Weather is fantastic, which is often an issue here about this time of year because it's very flat and very windy. There's been many combines where you walk outside and it's freezing. I mean, and I'm a Pittsburgher and it still was bothersome to me, but it's beautiful and sunny. Um, it is, I, we got here, by the time we got to the hotel, was like dinner time last night. The Steelers took us out to a wonderful steak dinner and then we went out for toddies afterwards, which was fun. Um, didn't have anything this, this morning to do, but starting tomorrow, I'm on the air from 10 to noon every day and then again from 2 to 4. So I get a little lunch break in there, which is nice. Today I was on for four hours straight and going out for a little Mexican after this. Yeah. And my man Ryan McDowell from Locked On Dynasty just texted me. He just got here. And funny enough, it's kind of like you and my, my situation. Ryan and I have done a podcast together for over 10 years. It was, you know, it was, it was Dynasty Blueprint and Locked On Dynasty. And I met him for the first time two combines ago, and I'll see him for the second time in my life tonight or tomorrow. Wow, so yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that, that's the best part about this life. You know, you just walk past my buddy Mike Sando from ESPN. Yeah. And, hey, I haven't seen you in a year. You know how you been? You Friend know? of the show, Mike Sando. We got to get yeah, him exactly. on again. We he used to be on with us every week when we were doing Locked On NFL. Love talking. Yeah, I'm gonna Mike I'm gonna lock him up for a Steeler interview, and then maybe I'll get him locked up for us too. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Get some of that inside yeah. information. Did uh, was Kevin Colbert at the dinner at the steak dinner? Did you get him loose with a, maybe a martini? And did he give you any insights into the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers offseason? No, that was more media driven. I mean, that was no uh, players or coaches for this event. There was just like ten of us and you know, guys that I work with every mm-hmm. day for from Steelers.com. But the big theme today, and I'm sure we'll have some quotes to talk about, were a lot of these evaluators, you know, particularly GMs, but players, you know, coaches and, and, and front office people were at the podium today, and people were grilling them with questions, and Kevin was one of them. And then as soon as he was done with that, he came over and sat with us and did a, a radio segment with us. And then, um, then all those guys get to work really tomorrow and have to start watching players. I did see an interview from, and I've got a lot of quotes here from different folks and different reports yeah. from different reporters who've talked to people behind the scenes, and you're never going to get much from coaches and GMs, but there were some interesting quotes that I think we can take some things from so far, day one at the Combine. Uh, but Kevin Colbert was at the podium, and I saw a, ponit, a pointed question that it was like, it was directly, I think it might have been exactly about Jimmy Garoppolo, because there was a, an athletic article that, that put a, a fake uh, trade offer out there. This wasn't like a report where 
you know, the the author of this article was reporting that this is what an offer had been, but it was something mm-hmm. like a fourth rounder and a future conditional pick for Jimmy Garoppolo from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't know if it was the same writer or a different writer that was referencing that and asked Kevin Colbert if the Pittsburgh Steelers were interested specifically in Jimmy Garoppolo. And of course, Kevin Colbert being the, the savvy GM that he was said, yeah, we don't, we're not going to talk about any specific names, but you know, the, we're, we're looking at a lot of things here in Indianapolis. So uh, that's, that's pretty much that. But I think there was another report, right? That your colleague from pro football network, Tony Pauline might've had some dirt on. Yeah. He sent out, I guess there was an article on that site that he had heard some some rumblings, and then I uh, took a little bathroom break and was walking across the radio row, and there was Tony, and hey, how you doing? Same situation as these other people, haven't seen you in a year, and in this case, two years, there was no combine last week. I'm like, did you, did you hear, uh, you know, to tell me a little bit about what you heard about the Steelers, and he said, my sources, and, and Tony's pretty dialed in said the names he's hearing associated with Pittsburgh are Bridgewater, which doesn't that doesn't I don't do I knew you weren't gonna like that name yeah (laughs) yeah and then the two that I really like and I've been pushing for for months are Jameis Winston which is my favorite option and Mitch Trubisky who you mentioned before we went on the air seems like everyone's buzzing about Mitch Trubisky here yeah and first of all the fact that those names would be involved but not Marcus Mariota it would is kind of odd because I would think Mariota would be right in that same conversation with all those guys as a free agent quarterback and Mariota is the the name we landed on in our you know spoiler alert if you hadn't heard the podcast from the QB carousel go check it out that those two podcasts part one and part two of the quarterback carousel where Matt and I projected out some landing spots for quarterbacks this offseason was really fun pod Um, and that's the name we landed on was Mariota for the Pittsburgh Steelers that name not being right alongside Trubisky and Winston is a little bit surprising, actually. Yeah, uh, frankly, if you replaced Mariota's Mar- Mariota for Bridgewater, it would be verbatim what I've been saying for yeah. <laughs> two months now. You know, I mean, I've said it on every airway possible, especially you know, Steeler Nation Radio, and maybe somebody's listening, or maybe someone's thinking in a similar manner. Because the beauty of those three, to me, are just extreme upside. Still, I mean. All those guys to me are more gifted than a Bridgewater or even a Jimmy or, you know, those guys. All three of those guys were them. drafted among the top two picks in an NFL First draft in picks. different years. Yeah, so. exactly. And you don't have to give up a draft pick to get them. Right. And that's sort of the question if you're the Steelers or if you're of any team and, okay, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers aren't available, how much more valuable is a, a more known commodity and maybe you would get some more efficiency out of Jimmy Garoppolo say or or another quarterback mm-hmm. you have to trade for is the value of that known um player that just started a full season and you know what you're going to get from him more or less is, is that valuable enough to spend whatever day two pick it would cost let's say to trade for that player rather than just signing one of the three names we just mentioned, Trubisky, Winston, Mariota. And to me, I would think that you would have to really not like the names that are left on the free agent market to spend a lot in trade for someone like Garoppolo level, which, you know, some of my 49ers fans, listeners on Locked On 49ers push back a little bit because they're hoping for the moon as far as trade value for Jimmy G. And I'm not sure if I see it, although teams will start to get a little bit nervous because none of these teams want to walk into the season and have not done anything at quarterback. So once the dominoes start to fall, it's almost like you, you need that first thing to happen, which is probably Aaron Rodgers saying, nope, staying in Green Bay. And then all of a sudden madness hits. Yeah. And very well said, and then you know you see it from the Niners' perspective. Obviously, I'm looking from the buyer's perspective, and to take it a step further, 
I think it's a real indicator that, hey, would I rather have Trubisky eating up, I'm just going to hypothetically say 12 million in cap space, you know, on a two-year deal or a three-year deal, or would I rather have one of these rookies that is still a cap hit because they're a first-round pick, but then I don't have a first-round pick anymore. You know, would you rather have Trubisky in a left tackle or, or Trubisky in a pass rusher, or would you rather have Ritter? You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's I think there's a strong case for the veteran guys. On that note, let's pause there because there's some interesting quotes and some interesting reports about what's going on in Indianapolis. And, you know, a lot of GMs and coaches are going to have an opportunity to start meeting and talking. And still early in the week, there is a week long event. Right. And it's going to go through the weekend. So a lot of conversations will happen and maybe we'll have some deals that get consummated here in Indianapolis. So quick along those lines, two years ago. It wasn't common knowledge yet, but when we were leaving Indy two years ago, the latest combine, we all knew that Philip Rivers was going to be a Colt. You know, I mean, the, mm, at that point, yeah. he was a free agent, and you know, like things will happen that we'll, we can almost put a stamp on to say is is over here in the next couple of days. Seeing some interesting quotes about the Denver Broncos, uh, the Arizona mm. Cardinals, and Kyler Murray from from Cliff Kingsbury in that one, and uh, a potential landing spot for Devontae Adams. All that coming up. The birdies are chirping in Indianapolis. Football season might be over, but that doesn't mean that's the end of your ability to bet on the NFL. There are Super Bowl futures, NFL draft props, more and more NFL draft props coming as we get closer to April. And oh yeah, basketball season in full steam, both pro and college hoops. The NCAA tournament is coming up, which is always fun to wager on. The latest odds, totals, player performance props, where you find the next fired coach, betonline.net, the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season. It's not just about basketball or football. BetOnline has hockey, boxing, UFC lines, Olympic coverage was great at BetOnline, and your favorite Vegas casino games as well. Poker, blackjack, yeah. You got it at betonline.net. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and all the action. Bet online where the game starts. Saw this little note today, Matt, on the topic of Mitch Trubisky and what we were talking about there with rookie quarterbacks. And look, this is the scouting combine. All focus right now is on this upcoming rookie class, the 2022 rookies that will all be there and working out. This should be all about the quarterbacks, right, and, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and and the rookie class and, and all the, the prospects that are going to be working out. And a report from Matt Miller, who we've had on the show before, who covers the NFL draft, and, you know, he's sourced up as far as scouts go in the NFL. And basically all he's hearing is people talking about Mitch Trubisky's of the world, and nobody's talking about this rookie class of quarterbacks. It, it might be a situation that none of these teams like these rookies at all, and all of the teams we're talking about are going to try to have some form of a veteran going into this thing, even if they end up drafting one of these guys or not. Uh, uh, you're getting that vibe. I mean, without question. I mean, that if Trubisky, and it goes back to what we just said, would you rather have Trubisky, you know, Winston Mariota in a little less cap space, or would you rather have Hal Pickett, whomever, but no first round pick, you know? So when you when you lay it out that quickly or that easily, I would still rather you know roll the dice on one of the former first two overall picks. That being said, I'm sure tomorrow quarterback news will start picking up. You know, boy, Matt Corral was only 195 pounds. 
Kenny Pickett's hands are tiny. Um, Sam Howe is only six foot even, you know, after the weigh-ins and things like that. I'm sure there'll, start, there'll be more buzz around those guys. Malik Willis is 240 pounds. He's so rocked up. Right. You know, should have seen him in his underwear, you know, all, you know, all that kind of thing. Which prospect? Uh, Jamarcus Russell's 300 pounds. What? You know, one of those things. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, it, which doesn't happen as much anymore. Uh, they've got this thing too dialed in with all the personal trainers and, and these prospects. I always like one of those where someone just didn't work out and shows up at the combine like, cool, I'm here. Let's go. That doesn't I actually anymore. have a story about that. Okay. that I, I was talking. I'm not going to reveal my source, but it was someone that was very much in the know. And he was talking about what some of these players have done over the last month or two, and there's a couple guys. He cited Orlando Brown. Remember how bad Orlando Brown's combine was way back when? Mm -hmm. Horrible. And my source told me all Orlando Brown did to get ready for the combine was he called it going to fat camp. You know, he just went to a camp and didn't work on shuttles or, you know, three cones. He just went there to lose weight and – didn't do well in the drills at all and didn't lose that much weight and look bad with the shirt off. And, oh, you, know, you know, just That's not good. everyone goes for different reasons. And, you know, so a lot of these guys just go to a fat camp. Uh, who was, oh man, this is going to bother me. I think he was drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals, an offensive tackle. We're going back like 10, 12 years. That with ran, the man boobs? Yes. Who was that? Andre Smith. Andre <laughs> <laughs> Andre Smith, yeah. Watching oh, him run the 40 was oh, not man. appealing. That was an all-timer right there. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Um, it's hard to get those memories out of your mind. I mean, like, yeah. Orlando Brown's gone in to have a good career, and his Oklahoma tape was good. But, boy, I mean, you leave this Indianapolis with that in mind, it's hard. They I mean, still hard show to... Tom Brady running one of the worst – like, just looking. <laughs> right, this, is right, the, right. this is the greatest quarterback that's ever existed. And when this guy is 22 years old, he looked as unathletic as most 50-year-olds that are running up and down a basketball court at the Y. And he was not moving fast, and he's, like, baggy, oversized, like, just regular old T-shirt and shorts, you know. It wasn't all form-fitting like they have the stuff now. Uh, <laughs> right, just, right. like, a cotton T-shirt and running so slow. It's like, yep, that's that's the, that's the greatest player this this game is ever going to see right there, running a five-second, 40-yard dash or whatever it was. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Jim Brown, Jerry Rice, Lawrence Taylor, <laughs> and him. And that guy. Like, yep. <laughs> one doesn't look like the other. You know? Holy cow. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it does sound like teams are not excited at all about this rookie quarterback class. And um, and that's they've, had, they've got good reason yeah. not to be super excited about it. Yeah, and frankly... I mean, what a good move it was for Trubisky in, in particular to go take, what, $4 million, sit a year with the Bills. Like, all of it's, it's not like all of a sudden we have all this new tape on Mariota and Trubisky yeah. to say that their stock went up. You Mariota know, that's had part. one nice game and then threw a bad pick at the end. If he didn't throw the interception, right, it would have right. looked a little bit better, and that's kind of been his problem. He's thrown too many picks in his career, and Trubisky didn't play at all. It was just sort of a, a one-year palate cleanser. But then I would also caution teams, too, because, look, we saw what it was like with Sam Darnold. You, you better have right, another plan. Right, right. If, if Trubisky's your plan, you better have another plan. That's all I'm saying. You don't roll in. Yeah. We just saw what the Carolina Panthers did. We just saw what uh, the Denver Broncos did. And guess what? Both those teams are back in the market, and there's no quarterback for them to take with their top 10 picks they have again. And they didn't take a quarterback last year, which to me was was sort of foolish. And this class isn't as good, obviously, but um, at a certain point, you do have to learn from the past. And all we've seen from Trubisky in the past was bad, or bad quarterback play. And I get that he's been physically talented and I know uh, last year he didn't put any bad 
stuff on tape, but he didn't put any good stuff on tape either. So if Trubisky is your plan, you better have another plan, and it should not change if, if maybe a rookie quarterback is there for you in the draft, and maybe that's the second part of your plan. But that's where I wonder how teams differ as far as looking at a veteran market, looking to trade for, say, a Matt Ryan. You know, like how many draft picks is going from Trubisky to Matt Ryan worth to a team? And so those are the things yeah, yeah. that fascinate me, or, or, or Cousins, or even Garoppolo. You know, kind of, kind of last note on that. I mean, that's why I don't love, you know, lump Bridgewater with the others because he did give us a li- lot more tape and it's just more of the same. It's right. not like, you know, he didn't turn this wonderful corner from a new team. And, you know, Winston to me kind of stood out because I thought he played very well before he was injured. So there's a red flag there too. But the problem with the, the Darnold, co- you know, co- comp that you made was not only did they put all the eggs in that basket, but it cost him a second round pick and now 20 million guaranteed yeah, where it was all, the, keep going, all the things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the things, you know, that's why I keep going back to maybe Mariota or Trubisky or Winston flops. I mean, there's probably two of them will, but I can at least have plan B next year. If this is the best I can do this year, you know? Right. If the, if the, Panthers right now still had a second round pick and didn't have to pay Darnold. They'd be in such right. a better spot, even if they did go the Darnold route last year. If, for example, instead of trading for Darnold, they signed Trubisky a year ago to a $5 million deal. And hypothetically, he was horrendous mm-hmm. and they move on and now they have their picks and their cap space. Yep. No, that, that makes a ton, you know I mean? a ton of sense. But you still don't want to be bad because you still might get fired if that's the case. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's you might that, not right. be able to utilize that, th- that whatever it is that you have, draft capital and, uh, and cap space the following year. So th- that's th- this, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be very interesting. Uh, a quote here from a team that does have a quarterback, we think. That was one of the first things we talked about in our quarterback carousel podcast in part one was, I mean, the Cardinals aren't going to do anything with Kyler Murray, right? And then th- there was that weird statement by Kyler Murray's agent for no reason yesterday uh, that was just like, what? Do you, th- that stuff was over. Nobody cares about it anymore. So it, it's really odd. It feels like Kyler Murray's agent. I didn't even of, know he did. I yeah. was traveling all day yesterday. I was kind of out, I'm kind of a day behind. And it was like, well, this. Uh, if you posted this, it should have been a week earlier at least, and nobody cares about this story anymore, and there's not supposed to be anything to it. So now you made, like, there's more to it, and now it's almost like Kyler Murray and his agent are sort of um, sort of negotiating in the public with the Cardinals, and they can't like that. Mm. And then Cliff Kingsbury at the Combine earlier Tuesday said, quote, I think our king term goal is for Kyler to be our quarterback. You think? What a yeah, weird right, thing to right, say. Right. Like that was, I don't know, right. sort of odd. And uh, our guy, Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals, has not been a fan of Cliff, has been calling for him to be fired for a while. And uh, he was blown away by that. And he was yeah, he was so mad about that comment. And it really just made me laugh. So uh, I like I like Clancy's Twitter because he's so mad about Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, and it just <laughs> brings me joy just to see him get so fired up about Cliff. But that was just a weird statement to make about your quarterback. Like as, as if, as if he's going into free agency or something. He's already your quarterback. Right. I mean, I mean, the Bills and Chiefs aren't saying that about Allen and Mahomes. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, who's asking? You know, like, that would be, we know these yeah. things. That would yeah, be right, strange right. if Andy Reid was on the podium and was like, yeah, our, our main goal is uh, for Patrick Mahomes to be our quarterback next year. That's what we're really hoping for. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. I thought that was a fun Not one. phrased particularly well, too. And how about, how about this one? A, a, a slightly different, slightly different than the tone that Kevin Colbert had. And we know that 
the Pittsburgh Steelers are quarterback needy. They only have one on the roster. Mm-hmm. They have to add a, a couple of quarterbacks, but or they can't even field a, a team in training camp. You know, they can't. They don't have enough guys throwing passes. So the Pittsburgh Steelers will add quarterbacks. The the Denver Broncos will add quarterbacks. Who, when, right, right. how they do that is up in the air. Uh, George Payton. Denver Broncos GM was at the podium in Indy, and uh, he said he knows that Denver must find their quarterback of the future. He said, quote, no stone unturned to find that guy. So they're going to be doing everything they can, which which we we know and we know to be true. But he was much more honest about it in a, in a way that's like, yeah, this is super important. And if I don't find a quarterback, I might not be the guy making uh, the decisions to find that quarterback next year. Yeah, and they're a perfect example, and there's a lot of these teams. I mean, Washington and Tampa and on and on and on. But I feel like there's, you know, and it's kind of sums it up. We've talked about this a lot, but there's there's really four avenues to go down. I think there's avenue one, which is trade a ton of stuff for a superstar, you know, and that's Watson, Wilson, Rogers. Who knows if they're available? Option two, which is probably my least favorite option, is trade valuable stuff for a good, not great quarterback that I have to pay. You know, that's a double whammy, and I don't have a super high ceiling with that. And I'm talking Jimmy, Cousins, those type of guys. Option three to me. Let me stop you right there, because how valuable is the floor? Right. How valuable valuable is going to the playoffs for a coach that might get fired if he doesn't? That's where a team like, you know, Washington or even, you know, Mike Tomlin's not going to get fired in Pittsburgh. So, you know, but some teams might have a little bit more focus on we have to make sure we're not a bad team this year or none Mm -hmm. of us because, you know, the fans don't get fired. You know, you Carolina. Yeah. Matt Williamson still covers the Steelers, even if they have a bad year. Right. Right. Uh, Right. Right. But the coach and the GM might get fired. So they might look at it a lot differently where they'll say, look. A second round pick? Like I care about a second round pick if I can make sure I have a top 20 quarterback because I just had a a top 40 quarterback and that didn't work out well for me and I'm not going to have a job next year if I don't find that. And I can still go draft a guy and try to develop somebody behind that. But give me at least a a, a fighting chance every week to win some games. Right. I mean, like, again, Steelers, we've talked too much Steelers on here. I know, folks. Sorry, but that's, you know, the way it's going to be. If they had Jimmy last year, they would have been much more competitive and – I, I almost said that earlier, and I didn't because we talked too much Steelers on here, but I almost said, well, the Steelers at least have the advantage of job security. You know, they're not going to make a hasty decision. Mm-hmm. If this isn't the year to do it, they can get somebody, and everyone will be back next year to figure it out, you know, it, where you may not have that luxury in Washington and Carolina and some of these other spots. The other two, I stopped you at Avenue Two. There's four avenues. One is trading oh, yeah. for a superstar. One is trading some valuable uh, pieces and paying. and paying a veteran quarterback that might not be superstar level. Three's a draft and four is the Winston Mariota Trubisky route. I think you can lump, you know, four different avenues if you're quarterback needy. Yes, and it's it's a it's a, a dirty starter, stop gappy, high level backup quarterback that you're hoping because of their talent level that your coaching staff can squeeze more out of them and they've had some veteran experience now in the NFL and you're going to get a lot more out of them than they've given the teams previous in their career. Yeah, like trading for Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins, both of whom aren't bad players, but they make 30 some million dollars and it might cost you a second or first round pick to get them. Like I mean, th- those guys aren't going to be cheap. 
It's going to be fascinating. I can't wait. Two more names in the next segment we're going to get to that there is some reports about and maybe some veteran players, non-quarterback edition that could be on the move. Names like New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley. And, I mean, if Rodgers goes, does Devontae Adams go as well from Green Bay coming up? All right, let me talk about rockauto.com. They've been a really good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, in a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything you're looking for. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. They know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com here's one from joe shane i think this might have been the most telling gm comment from any of the the gms that i i saw and and saw their interviews or heard their interviews or read transcripts from at the combine day one this new giants gm joe shane was asked about uh the possibility of trading running back saquon barkley and he said i'm open to anything i'm not going to say yes to every deal but i'm going to listen and I actually love that, but it's surprising to hear a GM say that because usually they say the opposite. Even if a guy is available, they say the opposite. No, he's a New York Giant. We love him. We're, we can't wait to build around this talented running back type of thing, right? Um, and I can't wait to work with him. He's going to bring an element to our offense kind of thing. He, he's gone, right? Yeah. Saquon yeah. Barkley is flat out available. Pretty interesting. I mean... I don't think either one of us would object to trading a running back that's been injured and make some money. I know he's on his rookie deal, but you know, it hasn't lived up to the promise and to your, you know, don't draft running backs high. He's a poster boy for that at this point. And I do think it's really refreshing for a GM to flat out say that. I mean, nine out of 10 times or 99 out of a hundred times, a GM would be like, Oh, we have a superstar running back. We love him. We're going to, you know, even if it's not true, as you said, um, but even McCaffrey, I mean, I, not that Zeke is going anywhere, but like, what are you really going to get for Saquon Barkley? You know, um, put, take it to the Niners. So, would you give, you wouldn't give a first round pick for Barkley, would you? No, no, you know? no I mean, not at all. Who would? I wouldn't I have mean, drafted rookie Barkley with a first round pick. Yeah, I know you wouldn't. Right, right. You know, <laughs> but like, who's a running back away? I can't even come up with a team. I mean, Saquon Barkley might run for 2,000 yards in Miami if they revamp that O-line, but I'm still not giving you what you want for him. Yeah, because I could make an argument for, and Miami's a perfect a perfect uh, situation there, you know, trading yeah, the AFC, yeah. so it won't hurt you too bad if he does, you know, go big. Uh, running backs don't make as, other, as much as other positions, but his fifth-year option is $7.27 million, and then he'll be a free agent after that if he does hit. So, you know, I, I think the team 
I think he's a buy low option for a team if the value is what I think it should be. Is that what it would cost? And I don't know. Maybe they'd be asking way too much. I'm certainly not giving up a first-round pick for Saquon Barkley if I'm any team. But I I would be fascinated to see Saquon Barkley in that Shanahan-style run game in Miami with Mike McDaniel. Absolutely. And I was sitting there thinking, well, James Conner and and Edmonds are both free agents in Arizona. Can you imagine that offense with him and Kyler and trying to stop that run game? But, I mean, I'm giving you a third-round pick, and – is that worth it for the Giants? You know, and you're trying to make Daniel Jones a, a hit. I, I just don't know what kind of compensation both teams would uh, would agree on. I don't think you can. Yeah, it's hard, and uh, I I would never even dream of offering more than a third round pick. And I think that would work out well for both sides. They might be asking for more, but it's interesting that they're right, listening right. to offers. And if they're listening on Saquon, they're probably listening on just about everybody else that could potentially be available. And they've got to figure out some things. Maybe some teams are willing to take a talented player and give up less to be able to take on the the full salary of a guy that the Giants might not want to pay because they've got some cap issues as well. So that's an interesting team to follow what direction those uh, those New York Giants go this offseason. Yeah, yeah, I opened the show talking about Dynasty. I mean... Running backs, when they get around that end of the first contract, just aren't worth that much. You know, I mean, even the best ones. I mean, uh, McCaffrey hasn't played in two years, but boy, every team would love to add McCaffrey, even if you only used them as a receiver. But is a team going to, is the Panthers or Giants going to accept a third round pick for that guy when they're trying to break in a young quarterback? Oh, yeah. uh, it's probably better just to lean on them and beat the crap out of them. Yes, run them on the ground and let them sell some more jerseys. At this point, McCaffrey, I wouldn't trade a seventh-round pick for him because I wouldn't want his salary. That's And now he's expensive. Right. Like Zeke Elliott is – I wouldn't give a seventh-round pick for Zeke. Right. It's – yeah, that's the rub when it comes to running backs. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, very interesting there. How about one more name, and that is Green Bay Packers – Free agent wide receiver, but if he was to be wearing another uniform, that would be a tag and trade situation. And it's looking like it's headed toward uh, potentially a franchise tag, although I believe Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he said necessarily exactly when it's going to be that he makes a decision and we find out what's going on there. But I, I have a feeling there's a soft deadline, and that is the franchise tag deadline. So the Packers can know what to do with Adams, and they can figure all that stuff out. But... Uh, let's go full, full circle with your guy, Tony Pauline from Pro Football Network. And sources have tone, told Tony that the Chargers are a team to watch if Devontae Adams hits the market. Wow. And wow, Justin Herbert to Devontae Adams would be quite fun. I hadn't heard that news. So I knew we were going to tease something about Adams. And I'm sitting here thinking, boy, you know, and then I was kind of looking through a fantasy lens that, Probably his best days are gone, unfortunately. It was wonderful while it lasted, but wherever he lands won't be as good. And oh well, but you know, trade him now if you can in Dynasty or whatever. And then he said the Chargers, and I went, oh boy, wow, that would be nice. <laughs> you know, I mean, him and Allen route running out there in. You know, Allen's oh, just not the, last forever. Just the wow. release, the release packages off the line of scrimmage with Allen right. and Adams. I mean, that's just clinic stuff right there. Unbelievable, yeah. I mean, I was wondering also, you know, assuming Green Bay is going to tag them and trade them, you're going to have to give up substantial draft capital and pay them, and rarely does that work for any player. But, boy, I mean, you give him a, what, a third-year quarterback in Herbert, and that's pretty pretty attractive. 
it's hard for me to see Devontae Adams going back to Green Bay on the franchise tag either. And I'd understand why Green Bay would franchise tag him, but he doesn't show up to camp if that's the case, right? And, and maybe he would sign a new contract and say, yeah, I like mm-hmm. Jordan Love. I like what I've seen in practice, and you know, I like Green Bay, and let's let's keep doing this thing. But playing, you mean without Rodgers? Without Rodgers, I mean, yeah. Without so Rodgers. if, if yeah, Rodgers yeah. goes... Um, uh, uh, I think I think you blow it up if you're Green Bay. Yeah, and Adams won't show up on the franchise tag, so it's, it's a tag and trade situation, or you just let him hit free agency. Yeah, and then all you get to third round you pick. Third, so you would you would get more than a third if you were to tag and trade him, even if, even if it was a second round pick, and you probably even, get more than that. It's a two. You still win. Yeah. So that's probably how it goes. You tag him no matter what, and if Rodgers leaves, you look to trade him. If Rodgers comes back, you try to run this thing back and win it. You know. Or you can sign him to a long-term deal, even without Rodgers. But just Mm -hmm. playing on the tag is the one thing that I don't see at all happening for Adams. Okay, I see your point. And, yeah, I tend to agree with you. That's not a great situation for him. What if he gets hurt or, you know. Indianapolis, always a lot of fun. And there's going to be a whole lot more sources. There's going to be a whole lot more reports. There's going to be uh, heights, weights, speeds. There's going to be shuttles and three cones. And uh, I can't wait for all of it, Matt. And... uh, I can't wait for what whispers you hear in the coming days in Indianapolis as well. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, when we're done here, I'm going to go out for dinner and I'll probably run into some people and, you know, the drinks are flowing and a secret or two leaks out. It's always a good time. (laughs) And uh, and feel free to leak those secrets right back here uh, onto the Peacock and Williamson podcast. Appreciate everybody for making us our, your first listen every single day on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for your second listen. Go check out Locked On Dynasty with Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Are you guys going to do a live show while you're there together? No, we actually pre-recorded, so okay. we could all the travel wouldn't be an issue. And I'm on the radio too much and have yeah. other things to do. So, nope, not, that's not the plan. Well, I appreciate you still having me with you. Oh, there but of course, man. Our, we're, we're every day. I mean, yeah. Ryan and I only twice a week. That's so true. That, you guys only do it twice yeah. a week there. At, at, and we got to keep updating. I can't be pre-recording, <laughs> you know, combine stuff. And, of course, NFL draft season. Locked on NFL draft right here on the network with Eric Crocker and uh, Ryan Tracy. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.